Hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Haley. And welcome to The The Cry Cry Club. Club. Hello, crybabies, and welcome back to another episode of The Cry Club. I am sad to refer to inform you that this week you will be hearing from me, myself, and I only because your very favorite Haley Holmes and I have had a falling out. We have broken up. We are no longer friends. Just just kidding. Haley and I are, are great, obviously. We Haley has had a very long week at work and she shared with you guys some of the stressful things that's, that have been happening there. Just kind of like a lack of support and that's not conducive to a very great work environment. So she's taking a break this week and everyone should follow her example. If you're having a bad week or a long week, or you need a rest, take a rest because all of us deserve to, to take care of ourselves. And we, we can't give to other people if we're not giving to ourselves. So do what you can to give yourself some love this week. Because I'm recording solo, it has taken me seven times to figure out how to do this podcast. So just doing the intro by myself felt extremely awkward. And then I finally did an intro that I was pleased with and then realized that my microphone was in fact not plugged in to the computer. So hi, Haley, I need you to function. Come back. Otherwise, quick housekeeping, just to let you know, this will not be the people-pleasing episode, but wait, stay tuned because we are going to talk about all the loves and hates from the week. And people-pleasing will be back next week when Haley is here because we could not let her miss out on reading some of your guys' stories because, wow, you delivered with some very relatable, very cringy very, you know, amazing people pleasing stories. So thanks so much for submitting those. So we will see you next week with those PP stories. <laughs> PP. Okay. This week, like I said, we're going to be talking about some loves and hates, but let's start with a couple of cries just to, you know, get us in the mood. First cry I had this week, which was actually a couple weeks ago. I'm, I'm not here to lie to you was, that Nate was supposed to bring me some dinner from a work event. And then it ended up that there wasn't anything left that he could bring me. And I waited all night for him to bring me food and was devastated when he came home empty handed. So initially this sounds like maybe a Nate problem, but really this is my problem. What grown adult woman waits for someone else to bring them food and then cries when that person doesn't bring them food. Like I should have just realized I was hungry and gone and gotten myself something to eat. So that was, that was self-inflicted. That was a self-inflicted cry. Second, I finally finished watching all of Shit's Creek and I wept during the last episode. I was sad it was over, but I was weeping because I was laughing so incredibly hard. So if you haven't watched that show, uh, give, give it a try. Although I'm probably very late to the game. All right, guys, loves and hates. Um, This is your warning that if you feel like complaining or hating on things brings you down, then maybe this isn't maybe this isn't the episode for you because there's going to be a healthy dose of negativity. But I'm hoping, you know, it's a it's a air your complaints type of negativity that makes you feel better afterwards and not a bring you down. I hate the world type of negativity. So Hopefully, hopefully I'm able to walk the walk the middle ground here, but 
for those who are, are sensitive to, to the hating, we're going to start out with loves. And I cannot believe this is the first love on my list, because if you know anything about me, it is that I do, I do not enjoy voluntarily subjecting myself to the elements. Namely, I do not like camping, but I, I went on a camping trip with my brother and sister-in-law and they made it so enjoyable. We had an air mattress and plenty of blankets and pillows and copper came and something about having a dog at a campfire just feels really just right. And I thought that all hot dogs were created equal, but my sister-in-law found this kind that's like Johnsonville spicy something or, or another that completely elevated the hot dog experience. So just a really overall great camping experience. And the reason, so the reason I say I hate camping is because of all of the poor experiences I've had in the past. First off, my family is not a camping family. We're like a go to the beach, relax by the ocean type of family, watch a movie afterwards. So when I was little, I can remember going camping once with my dad. And then I went on a camping trip with a youth group when I was 14. Okay. So for starters, 14 is just an awkward age. So we're going on this, on this camping trip. And one of the girls in my group was this beautiful, tall, tan, blonde bombshell. And she wasn't just beautiful. Like in my 14 year old mind, she literally works as a model now. So I was in her group, uh, at a time in my life where my arms were way too long for my body. So I already felt awkward about myself. And then we're on this camping trip and I go to roll out my sleeping bag. And I brought the sleeping bag from home that I'd had since I was a kid. I didn't, I didn't realize that there were different sizes of sleeping bags because I rolled this thing out after not having opened it for maybe, I don't know, five years. And it's only four feet long. And I am a full five, eight at this point in my life. So I could not fit my whole body into the sleeping bag. We were on the ground under the stars and it was incredibly uncomfortable. It started raining that night. I was frigid. I woke up with a tarp on top of me because one of the like youth leaders felt, I guess, took pity on my situation. So hated that. And then Nate took me camping when we were dating but I didn't have any camping gear. And so I just brought like a blanket and a pillow and it was fall in Utah and it's cold during the fall in Utah. So froze, absolutely froze. So don't, don't enjoy camping normally. However, my in-laws, they're trying to get me into it. And my brother and sister-in-law, they might've converted me just a little bit. Like I'm not a camper girl, but just a little bit, just a little bit of conversion happened. Okay. Second love. I watched the movie hustle this weekend with Nate. Have you guys seen this advertised? It has Adam Sandler in it and Queen Latifah and they're married in the movie, which sounds like the weirdest combination, but I loved them together. And Adam Sandler was not an idiot. He was so likable. It was, there were no happy Gilmore vibes, no, you know, click vibes, not even like 50 first date vibes, which I also don't like that movie, mostly less because of Adam Sandler and more because something about Drew Barrymore's mouth bugs me. But Hustle with Adam Sandler was so so likable. So he is a, a talent scout for the NBA for the Sixers in Philadelphia. And 
he finds this recruit and it's all about kind of their, their journey together. So I would highly recommend if you like sports movies, but if you're like me and you don't know anything about sports, uh, referring back to the time that I played apologetic basketball for a season, there's just something about a good underdog movie. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like sports is the perfect means to tell an underdog story. So I just started thinking about underdog stories that were loosely related to sports when I was a kid that I loved. So for example, racing stripes, do you guys remember this movie with the zebra who wanted to be a racehorse? I loved that movie for some reason, great voice actors. It was just one of those that I would watch on Saturday mornings. Um, Ice Princess, Haley and I have already talked about our mutual love for this movie. Forever Strong. This was like the first time I really felt something special for an actor where I was like, wow, that man is attractive. And it was it was the dude from Forever Strong. Okay, let's see here. Second, oh, what else do I have on this list? Oh, Remember the Titans. I mean, that's obvious. We Are Marshall, also obvious. Uh, Herbie fully loaded. If we're counting like racing as like loosely related to sports, loved that movie. My mom took us to go see that on maybe like a winter break or something. That was the movie Jackson got to choose. And then I chose Charlie and the chocolate factory and I didn't like Charlie and chocolate factory, but I loved Herbie fully loaded. So anyway, I love a good underdog story, especially when the story is loosely related to sports. Maybe because I feel so disconnected from like the competitive athletic world that it's so fascinating for me to have insight into that, into like the lives of someone who, who use sports as like their religion, like it's their code of conduct. They live their life based off of sports. And that is just so, so fascinating to me. Okay. And finally, I am going to tell you about another show related item that I loved this week. And Haley's going to pass out when she hears me say this, because we were just having a discussion about how she's boycotting the rings of power on Amazon. And I will tell you her perspective. I mean, she can obviously speak for herself when she gets back, but I will try to do her perspective justice and then tell you about why I am liking this. So first off, Nate and I just rewatched Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. And so maybe I was just like in the mood, but I also think it's important for me to mention that I do not have a spiritual connection to Lord of the Rings the way that Haley does. So maybe if I felt like that about LOTR, then I wouldn't be such a fan of Rings of Power. But so the first episode, I was like, meh, meh, like take it or leave it, which is probably why they released the first and second episodes at the same time. Because the second episode was enjoyable. Like I liked it. It was beautiful. The cinematography is very, very pleasing. I, I, I really, I really liked that. And then I liked the third episode too. Like I'm, I have no complaints, but let me tell you about Haley's qualms because I can see where she's coming from. So from her perspective, Galadriel or Galadriel, as they always pronounce it in the series, but Galadriel is this peaceful, like anti-war prophetess, right? And in the series, the Rings of Power series, she's this, you know, warrior girl. And Haley was saying how she hates that shows try to claim that they're so feminist because they have a warrior woman kind of being like, 
hey, like our women are allowed to kill people as much as our men do. And Haley's argument is that's not feminism. That's just toxic masculinity now applied to women. I guess what I'm trying to say is I totally see where she's coming from with that. However, I read this article about how J.R. Tolkien uh, kind of contradicts himself in his appendices about the history of Galadriel, meaning that he does mention that she is a warrior at some points in the appendix, I guess. And so that's why the Amazon Prime people decided that they would try to kind of like harness that version of Galadriel and imagine that she was kind of this warrior princess elf person. And that's how she developed into this like anti-war peaceful person who's then able to reject Frodo's ring, become this prophetess and like move on in her elf journey. But they feel like for her to have become that peaceful prophetess, they're giving like a potential explanation of her backstory. So hi, Haley, that is, that is why they did that. I think that's what the article said. So let me know what you think, if you're liking it or not. And I also lied to you when I said that there's not, I have no complaints. I have one complaint. Elrond's face drives me crazy. I have seen him in other shows and he hasn't bothered me as much. Like he was in Game of Thrones, I think, and I didn't necessarily have any issues with him. But for some reason, his facial, facial features combined with the elf ears is a very weird combination for me with the haircut. I don't know what it is. I just, he looks like, a bro chad and i i want like i want to punch him that sounds violent but he just man he that guy gets on my nerves so i wish they would have chosen someone different for elrond but i guess we can't we can't have everything we want right okay i actually have one more love that i would that i had on here but it got mixed up with all my other stuff yard sales does anyone have any strong opinions on yard sales because i think i love them like they're kind of weird like one of my neighbors took out all of the baby clothes that I think they have ever purchased and just like, and just had them strewn across the sidewalk. But I got to know some of my neighbors I've never talked to before. I saw some weird and cool stuff for sale. We had one neighbor that had a bunch of vinyl for sale. And then I found this amazing mirror across the street and met my neighbors. Anyway, I just... I, and I enjoyed the yard sale laying experience this weekend. It also reminds me of my grandmother, Rose, who has passed away and loved a good yard sale. So anyway, made me think of her. And I, like I said, found this mirror that I'm currently looking at. It is hanging in the bedroom and it just looks, it looks beautiful. And guess how much it was? $15. It was $15. That is a steal. Okay, folks, heading on to my heading on moving moving on uh heading to i'm trying to think of why i i got that mixed up okay moving on to some of my hates this list is longer uh and it get it, it, it might be divisive let's start off talking about halloween decorations i am not anti holiday decor I love holiday decor. If it is Valentine's Day and you have a heart wreath to hang up on your door, please hang it up. Or if you are really into St. Patrick's Day for some reason and you have, you know, a four-leaf clover centerpiece that you want to put on your table, I hope I hope that you put that out. I have also been collecting 
decorations for all of the different holidays. I feel like my mother-in-law is really good at this. Whenever there's something to celebrate, she is ready to celebrate it. And she has the decor to accompany it and she makes a big deal out of it. And it just is fun. It's fun to have things to celebrate. So it's not that I'm not anti-decor in general. I just hate Halloween decorations, more specifically spooky Halloween decorations. Again, I'm not talking about all fall decor. I love pumpkins. I love gourds. I love your fall wreath. I love your stuffed turkey little statue that you have at your front door. I, I, I love those things. I hate your skeletons that you have crawling out of your yard. Those are so weird. Why are we putting the literal construction of like a body once it has decayed out on our front porches? I don't, I, I don't understand this. Additionally, the like tombstones that say RIP next to your sign that says, beware, beware, beware of what beware of the dog, beware of the creepy ghosts that you have in your house. Are you a serial killer? Do we need to beware of that? And, you know, I'm saying this tongue in cheek, but quite literally, I do hate these decorations. Please, please stop putting out spooky Halloween decorations. What makes you want to walk outside of your house every morning and see rest in peace in your front yard next to the creepy zombie crawling out of your flower bed? That doesn't feel, that doesn't feel very peaceful. I don't think anyone's resting in peace in your, in your lawn. So let's rethink that. Let's rethink Halloween decorations that are spooky because they suck. I don't like them. Just stay with stay with the cutesy theme, a, a cutesy little skeleton craft that your preschooler made. I love that. Let's just get rid of the spooky, creepy stuff. On the Halloween decoration rant, I am reminded of an announcement I wanted to make. Hobby Lobby is doing 50% off of all of their Halloween and Christmas decor right now. I, I mean, don't get me started on why the Christmas decor is out, but I just wanted to put a plug in there. This is not sponsored. Wouldn't be mad if it was, but I just got a garland from there that I thought was really cute with little tiny pumpkins on it. So go check it out and don't ever pay pay full price a Hobby Lobby. They do those alternating weeks now instead of the 40% off coupon. They do alternating weeks where one week things will be full price. All you have to do is wait for the next week and then it's 50% off. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is go check out Hobby Lobby for cute uh, appropriate Halloween decorations. Okay. Second item of important business. I have a TA who is driving me crazy. And I feel like it is important for me to note that I have really liked my TAs up until this point. So I do all my classes online, but I do my internships in person. So it's kind of this hybrid model for me getting my master's degree right now. And because of doing my classes online, they've set up the classes really well where I have my main professor, but then I have a TA that is, you know, geared towards me and what I need and 10 other students. So a lot of my other TAs have given me their cell phone number, have done Zoom calls with me, have just been so readily available because it's important to have that connection when you're doing all of your stuff online, right? So it's important to be able to to have kind of someone that you can, you can go to, but let me tell you about Amber. Her name has been changed. Freaking Amber is making me feel crazy. So 
la- or two weeks ago, I got a point and a half off of a, an assignment. And I realized that a point and a half does not sound like that much, but I couldn't find the comments that she had made about my paper. And so I reached out to her and was like, Hey, Amber, I don't want to make the same mistakes that I made on this assignment. I'd love to do better in the future. Would you mind um, giving me some feedback? And also I'd like to potentially meet to go over an upcoming assignment that I'm feeling really nervous about. Okay. Let me tell you what she said. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but because I don't want to, you know, I don't know, maybe that violates some kind of privacy, but I will read you parts of it. So she says, hi, Tyler, thanks for reaching out. And then she goes through all the assignment requirements as if I can't read the rubric. And then she says, I did provide detailed feedback in the comment I left you. And then she goes in to repeat the feedback that she apparently left me that I could not see. And I also left you a link to the style guide that you can refer to use accurate formatting moving forward. Um, I, I mean, I guess that was nice. I also know what Purdue owl is, but is there something I can clarify further that was not covered in my comment or this message? So I'm like, okay, um, I'm getting kind of maybe some negative vibes, but I could be being very sensitive. So I respond and I'm like, oh my gosh, I couldn't see the comments. Could you let me know how to find them? I really appreciate you giving feedback. And can we meet to talk about this future assignment? And she says, my apologies that you couldn't see my comments. I spent a lot of time providing detailed feedback on assignments because I know it can really help students to improve and grow. I'm like, okay, yes, and? And then she says, I'm available to meet with students. However, I would be curious about specific questions you might have that are not covered in the assignment description. I would not be able to review a draft of an assignment as it would be unfair to other students, but again, happy to clarify questions. So I was probably feeling overly sensitive this day, but for some reason, this really rubbed me the wrong way. Because if I were a TA for an online student, I'd be like, oh my gosh, you're reaching out. Let's just, let's meet, you know, like I can't give you exact, you know, uh, feedback on whether you did the assignment, right. But we can talk through it and let's make a connection so that you feel like you have some support here, but no, Amber, Amber was not interested. And so I sent the messages to Haley because I knew she would also hate Amber with me. And this was her response. Haley says, let me translate what Amber said into a more honest form. Hi, Tyler. I didn't actually leave any comments, which is why you couldn't see them, but I'm going to straight up gaslight you because I'm toxic. Sorry, not sorry. LOL. I'm technically supposed to be able to meet with students since it's literally what I'm paid to do. However, I hate doing that. So no, I won't meet with you. If you have any questions after reading my vague assignment descriptions, it just means you're an idiot, which isn't my fault. And I don't want to read your paper because I'm lazy and unhelpful. So suck it up. Feel free to ask me any questions you have. I won't answer them, but go ahead and ask. Love, Amber. So I just wanted to remind everyone that a good friend, you know, gives you feedback when you need it, and then also hates on people when you need it too. And I, and, and just to clarify, I did try to give, uh, I almost said her name. I, I did try to give Amber the benefit of the doubt. I emailed her again about another assignment a week later, told her I was free all day, Thursday, Friday, and wondered if she had 15 minutes to do a zoom call. And she quite literally responded. I don't have any time to do a zoom call. Uh, I would just reread the assignment description. Feel free to email me. What? That is not helpful. That is not helpful for me, Amber. So anyway, that's my, that's my frustration with Amber. Okay. Other things, uh, celebrity stuff. I feel bugged by right now. First, I should start by saying that I am not, 
I am, I am not a celebrity, like connoisseur, professional, et cetera. I'm mostly on Pinterest with everyone who is 65 years and above. So I, I don't really go on TikTok. I don't know where people are finding their information about celebrities, like people that seem to know everything about like what every celebrity is doing. That is not me. So this is just little things I've gathered from Apple news notifications, as well as random things I see on Instagram when I'm bored and spending too much time on social media. So first off the Harry Styles drama right now, where he supposedly spit on Chris Pine feels stupid. I, I, I just don't understand if Harry Styles really, and and this was at the premiere of their movie, don't worry, darling, the one that is being directed by Olivia Wilde, where Harry and Olivia met, which again, gross. I hate that as a couple, but Harry supposedly spits on Chris Pine. And I don't understand why people are so obsessed with believing that this happened because if Harry really did want to make a statement that he was disgusted by Chris Pine and hated him, why would he like sort of maybe spit on him, make it unclear and then like deny that it happened? I don't know. Is it just drama for the sake of drama? It just feels, it feels stupid. Additionally, I saw so many articles this week about how Zach, Gra- Zach Efron came out uh, with an announcement that he has agoraphobia, which is an, like an anxiety disorder and focuses and like most stereotypically is related to not wanting to leave your house because of your anxiety. And everyone's like, wow, Zach Efron, you are so, he is so brave. He is so brave for talking about his agoraphobia. I think that's how you say it. I hope that's how you say it. And, and yes, like I, I, I think Zach Efron being open about that is amazing, but why, but why are we only celebrating celebrities when they talk about the things they're dealing with when it comes to mental health and aren't giving the same support and empathy to maybe the people in our lives that are dealing with those things. I, I just think that obviously it seems like Zach Efron's going through something. I wish him all the best. Agoraphobia would be something extremely difficult to deal with. It's not something that has a cure either. And it's something that you're going to have to probably seek treatment for for a really long time to be able to get better and, uh, keep your symptoms under control and learn coping skills. So I'm not, I don't want to make light of Zach Efron's agoraphobia. I just think that it would be amazing if, uh, well, from a tongue in cheek perspective, I guess I would like to be celebrated when I tell people about the things I'm dealing with, but then, you know, from a serious standpoint, let's show the the neighbor who decides to talk to you about their postpartum depression the same amount of support that everyone seems to be showing showing Zach since I am on the mental health rant I am reminded of something else that makes me feel frustrated and this is no shade to anyone if you do this because if do people say that anymore? My sister probably just passed out and she heard me saying no shade. Okay. This is not me trying to make anyone feel bad. It's just a pet peeve that I would like to air on air. <laughs> Pun intended. So I feel frustrated when people use diagnoses 
as an adjective. Let me explain. I feel like this is most common with OCD. So I feel like the media has made OCD seem like misrepresented to just include like obsessive hand washing or organizing. So people are like, oh my gosh, I love to have my closet color coordinate in like color coordinated order. I'm like so OCD about that. Do you realize that you are saying I am so obsessive compulsive disorder about organizing my closet? That just doesn't make that just doesn't make sense, right? So using words like, oh, I'm so obsessive about this or like, oh my gosh, I have this compulsion. Like totally you can use those words. But when you're using an actual mental disorder diagnosis and like the abbreviation to describe an adjective, to use as an adjective to describe like a quirky thing you do, I just feel like it's kind of disrespectful to people who actually have these illnesses because they're so much more complicated than the stereotypical representation that we see in the media. Like I, like I was saying, OCD is so much more than just hand-washing and liking things to be, you know, well-organized. It involves, uh, I mean, there's just all these different, um, kind of wings of OCD, whether it's OCD specifically in relationships so that you have a major issue, committing to being in a relationship, whether that's romantic or friendship, there's OCD related to religion. We usually call scrupulosity. So being really, uh, obsessed about following specific rules, um, or feeling like you have to pray a certain number of times and that type of thing. There's just, there, there's just so many, I mean, OCD about money, OCD about health, There's just so many different ways that OCD can can manifest that are not washing your hands. So I just think we should be careful the way that we use diagnoses as adjectives. Do I sound like a broken record? I've probably said that six times. So let's not say anymore, oh my gosh, I'm so bipolar about liking pizza. Like sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. No, like don't say that. Or, oh my gosh, I feel so like ADHD when I'm doing my homework. You feel so attention deficit hyperactive disorder when doing your homework. No, like you mean I have a really hard time focusing when using my homework. So I just feel like this little bit of a a little bit of a shift might be kind for might be might be a kind way to show respect for what people are dealing with. You never know what some what other people are dealing with around you, right? And I feel like this this would be an easy, an easy change. Okay. Last two are food related. My last two hates. First hate, uh, Chick-fil-A sauce. This might be the, the most divisive thing I have said so far today, because I know people who will literally bring Chick-fil-A sauce home to eat with their chicken at home. Uh, Nathan, he, Nathan does that. So I'm not a huge, I feel like I should say that I'm not a huge sauce person in general. So I don't, I don't like like I don't like mustard. I don't like mayonnaise. I'm very picky about salad dressing. Like sometimes I'll eat my salad dry. Um, I eat ketchup in limited amounts. I sort of like fry sauce, but only like a light dusting of fry sauce. So I dip the fry, scrape off the sides and then eat it. So I'm picky to begin with when it comes to this, but Chick-fil-A sauce, I mean, even talking about it, like blah, like it triggers a, a, a gag reflux inside of me. So let me explain. I dated this guy 
when I was in college who loved Chick-fil-A. And I also like Chick-fil-A, so that's not my problem. The problem was that he would slather his Chick-fil-A sandwich with, you know, not one, but two or three things of Chick-fil-A sauce. And then he would take a bite and then it would ooze out into the corners of his mouth and just stay there, which should be illegal. And so I would mention to him, you know, that he had stuff in his mouth and he'd wipe it, but it just was like so much sauce that it didn't matter how many times he wiped his mouth. It would just, it would just, it would sit there. And then we'd leave the restaurant and it would still be there and it would just be hanging out. And there's only so many times you can remind someone to wipe their mouth before it becomes, before it becomes weird. Right. And so that really put a pretty horrible, horrible taste in my mouth about Chick-fil-A sauce. And so now Nate knows that if he is going to take, if he's going to eat Chick-fil-A sauce, he cannot come within a three foot radius of my mouth until he has brushed his teeth. And this week we went to Chick-fil-A because we had some extra points and I loved that, but I just hated, I hated the moment that the Chick-fil-A sauce was opened. I just, man, I hate that stuff. Okay. Finally, I don't want to talk bad about a company. So I will, I would like to mention its perks as well, but let me tell you about my disappointment recently when I went to Hello Sugar. I don't, maybe this is just a Utah thing, but they just opened this dessert place near our house. And I've seen a couple other, other locations and it's very cute. And I love, I love dessert. I would like dessert for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It is, it is my favorite meal. It is my love language. I love, I love sweet things. So Hello Sugar opened and Nate and I planned all week to go on Saturday to Hello Sugar to try it out. It was, you know, a reward for making it through the week. And we get there and they had this beautiful display of ice cream and gelato. It looked, the gelato and ice cream looked amazing. So maybe go try that there because what we ordered was not it. We, so up on, up on the screen, it said you could get four donuts for $5. And I thought that was a pretty good price because I feel, I feel like when you go to Krispy Kreme, you could get a glazed donut for a dollar, right? Have I just not been to Krispy Kreme in a while? Or at least a bag of mini donut holes for a dollar or not, not a dollar, but like $5. So I was thinking, wow, four whole donuts for $5. That's, that's amazing. And, you know, felt excited about that. Then they brought out a very small square box when we ordered our four donuts. So if you've ever been to crumble, you know how they have the big long box for the four cookies and then the square box for the one cookie. So I thought they were going to bring out a, a long box for my four donuts, but no, they brought out a square box and there were four tiny donuts inside of this thing. So put your, your index finger and your thumb together. And that's how big the donut was. This is not an exaggeration. Okay. The donut was so small. You could fit it in your mouth in one bite. Like you could fit all four in your mouth in one bite. So then I was thinking, okay, let's not judge it too quickly. Maybe this is just going to be the best donut I have ever had. And they were, they were okay. I was, I was disappointed. So the only one that was kind of good was the one that had Nutella on it, but that was because I like Nutella on anything. I would eat Nutella on celery and it would taste good. So it was, it was not a success. I do not recommend the donuts at Hello Sugar. 
I was super disappointed. In fact, I made muffins the next day that I thought tasted better than the donuts at this cute breakfast shop. And that is not because I'm the world's greatest cook. That was because the donuts, they, they, they really sucked that bad. So if you have any recommendations of dessert places that Nate and I can try this Saturday, please let me know because hello sugar was not our favorite and I would love a new place to try. Okay. Over the course of recording this, I got a message from the vet and cause I need to get copper in. I think he has some kind of, he's having some kind of reaction or something under his chin and has been all of a sudden very picky about his food, which is very unlike him. And they called me to tell me that it would cost $230 for them to see him at the urgent care today. Are you freaking kidding me? $230. That should be not allowed. That should be jail qualified jailworthy criminal. Uh, anyway, well, thanks for, thanks for sticking with me on what feels like a very long rant, but I feel good. I feel good after getting those things off my chest. So thanks for, thanks for being there with me. I hope that, hope that you have someone in your life that you can, that you can rant to because I appreciate you guys being my people this week. So please leave us a constructive or kind comment, uh, like, and subscribe and please share with your friends. Next week's episode is going to be very fun with our people pleasing stories. So would love to get as many listeners as possible. Uh, otherwise Haley, we missed you this week. Haley, she's let's be real. She is the funnier, wittier half of this podcast. She is definitely the the alpha to my omega, the the nebula to my delta. I think that's the opposite of delta. Nebula? Nebula? I don't know. I love you, Haley. Wish wish that you have been here today, but very glad you're taking care of yourself. And I'll see you and Haley next week on the Cry Club. Okay. Uh, thanks for being a part of our club. Hope your hope your week is full of living, laughing, and of course, some cries. Bye, crybabies.